This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, today's episode is brought to you in part by Blue Apron. Now, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. It's their mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Yeah, and you know, you come home from work, everything's been the worst. You try and check the internet and everything continues to be the worst. And like, you, you want to go to that like, you know... Uh, online delivery app, but that's not good stuff. You want to make food in your own home like an adult, Chris Cabin. Well, well of course. And like I, a guy like me, I got like two left hands when I come into the kitchen. <laughs> I'm, I'm whisking ice. Um, you know, it's it's just it's terrible. And thank God for Blue Apron to allow me to not be such an asshole. Ooh, a romantic ice dinner. <laughs> Choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Brew Apron's culinary team surprise you. Recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And let me tell you, me using Blue Apron, my wife and I get this all the time. Let me tell you, this portion control stuff, that's what I need. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I make stuff on my own. I'm like, well, no, clearly this won't be enough food. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, there's just like all this stuff going right to the compost bin on Saturday. I've seen your mac and cheese. It's insane. (laughs) So check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash wehatemovies. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash wehatemovies. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This week on We Hate Movies, Snipes giving rolls on as we talk about a Tony Scott baseball movie. It's the fan. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Happy Snipesgiving as we continue uh, this blessed month here. Uh, this week on the program, it's The Fan from 1996, directed by Tony Scott, R.I.P. Uh, uh, hey, is, Tony! Uh, yeah, that's this. all this soundtrack is, is Robert De Niro screaming names at people. <laughs> this is like, in, in the realm of like sports thrillers... Like you I, got, well, you got this. You got sudden death. This is like yeah, that's a sports say, what, what, what is the sports thriller line at Blockbuster look like? So this sudden death, uh-huh. any given Sunday, right? That's kind, that's, of, yeah, a that's kind of a thriller. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, what's the uh, 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 um, the fuck is that Adam Sandler movie? The Water Boy? No, no, <laughs> no, not Sandler. I'm thinking of the wrong. Rain thing. over me? No, I'm thinking of the wrong, the wrong thing here. We're just we're rustling bags. Uh, what is I thinking? Oh, what the fuck am I thinking of? Oh, it's killing me. Oh, Last Boy Scout. There's like a murder on a football field. Oh yeah, that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of a that's a Tony Scott joint. Oh, he directed that. I didn't yeah. remember he's that. The, he's the, the the pioneer of the sports thriller. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's not a ton that's thrilling about this movie. At the end of the day, well, it, it doesn't get to where it goes. Like it should be like creepier earlier, but it takes yeah. forever to sort of. It takes like an hour to get to like the spooky stuff. Yeah. And the biggest problem about 
all of this, I feel. I mean, we're here trying to celebrate fucking Snipes giving. Mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes is like, it's not that he's barely in this movie, but he's just not doing anything. He's he, sitting on his hands. It's his movie, and they gave it to Robert De Niro, clearly. Like, yeah. that's that's the problem we are facing here. They're like, hey, Robert, could you just do, like, a less cool Max Katie? But what, what would his character do if there was, like, yeah, Robert De Niro I is mean, there to, like, he's the celebrity that's being targeted. But, well, like, if we want to, like, flash forward really quickly to the end of the movie, like, the third act, like, Wesley Snipes would get in a thing where he's going to, like, Win the world, go series. on the offensive and like try to attack him, but he, you know, like use his baseball knowledge to get this guy no, back. It should have fucking nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> it has to. He's the fan. We're talking about baseball. But then we're at the fucking top of the stadium. Wesley Snipes starts karate kicking him or some shit. <laughs> okay. There's lightning. Maybe it's like the end scene of Highlander. I don't know. Fucking anything. Not just you got to hit a home run or I'm going to murder your fucking family. That's I mean, stupid. It, it gets pretty silly there. Uh, yeah, so I guess the idea is this movie is Wesley Snipes is a Barry Bonds-esque uh, baseball player. Yeah. Um, Bobby Rayburn. Bobby Rayburn. Hey, Bobby! And, and who's coming, just coming to the San Francisco Giants. And uh, there's a unhinged fan played by Robert De Niro <laughs> who is a knife Sales. Not only oh, yeah. he's like a traveling knife salesman. There this can't be so, that many sporting goods stores in San Francisco. Where is so he going? Sad. He's well, done no. all these accounts that he's been fostering over the years. Like, how many knives are you? So and there's like five people in a meeting all talking only about knives. Later in the movie, some guys like, "Hey man, you got any kayaks?" He's like, "Fuck you, I'm talking about knives." And I'm like. How? He says you could you could shove a kayak up your ass. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's not even Which that good. Like knife that's that. your whole day. Here's what that I, I would like. To say. Now, this that, is my theory. That, that I would like to see. This is my theory about it, though, because we're, we're told by the bulldog from Frasier, again, two in for this two movie. For two for two. Yeah, we'll go. see how it goes. He's like, he's like one of the managers at this company, but we're told that Robert De Niro's father started this knife business. Now, what I'm guessing is that as the knife business grew... They decided to branch out from just the knives, uh -huh. and now it's like kind of sporting goods, and kind he, of all around. But Robert De Niro oh is upset that they moved away from just yeah. knives. I'm I'm of the mind that they actually do make kayaks. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I am of the mind that they did. And he just said, "What you talking to me about kayaks? Fuck you!" Yeah, knife department only. Yeah, like, he just wants to do knives. Just wants yeah. to shave in front of people. Oh, oh yeah, dude, shaves, that's pretty uncomfortable. He shaves his leg with with a with a Bowie knife there, and then he just... says he's gonna shave his ass hair to a client. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Robert De Niro walks into my office, tells me he's gonna shave his own ass right in front of me. <laughs> I might buy a knife or two. <laughs> and to be fair, Chris, it was a potential client. Oh, okay. Well, uh, pardon yeah, me. He's trying to reel him in. <laughs> well, the problem with uh, Robert De Niro as a salesman specifically is he's like dad mad the whole time. Like Robert yeah. De Niro being dad mad, like is something. And this is like the most dad mad next to this boy's life. Like it, it, they're, they're, these are. <laughs> two of a piece where it's just like the fucking air conditioner that fucking air conditioner but yet again this transcends dad man this uh -huh. is psychosis well this yeah is, this sure. is pure vehement psychosis well we don't have a sports thriller without psychosis he can't just be kind of upset the whole time well i would like it like the, the thing i'm and i'm all for unlikable protagonists oh sure but you're like, an unlikable this, protagonist this is like 
like Hannibal Lecter making flan from your mother's lungs, uh-huh. like that is more empathetic to me than this guy. Now that that I would like to. Eat. <laughs> I'm You'd going like to, to make your mother's lung flan. It's going to be so delicious. See, you made fun of me when I did that voice. Did I? Yeah, I think so. Well, I lie a lot. <laughs> so it would be like in a blender, I guess, or like a Vitamix. You got to get it like a do a yeah. paste. Yeah, you got to. Then get like it. You, you make it gelatinous. Well, you got to get gelatin in there, yeah. or some horse hooves or something. Right. Is there any part of the body that could be turned into like a, not a horse hoof, but a a, a jelly like substance? I mean, your like bones, right? You probably get some off your ass fat, right? Ass fat and bones. Yeah. You render it. Why yeah, is prob- it specifically ass fat? That's Why not? Just fat. Well, it depends on where the fat is the best, I think. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It, depends, it depends on the person. Uh, you cannibals, a- please write in. We all hate movies at gmail.com. It's, it's been most tenderized <laughs> on the buttocks. They used to oh, call they- me flank steak in high school, man. It is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> See that flank going. Uh, so this movie starts off with Robert De Niro reading a creepy baseball poem. That sucks. <laughs> he thought he was going to win an Oscar for this movie, right? Or no, like be nominated? So? Oh, what? I, no. I think he that. was trying. I think yeah. he was trying. There was... There's been no movie in where someone claims they're going to shave their own ass hair, <laughs> which then also transcends to the Academy Awards <laughs> stage. Out of Africa. <laughs> Are people shaving asses? No, in that no, movie? I'm just, I'm just Jenny, something bit me. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's true. Oh, that's there was a ass big, play in that movie. A lot of ass play in that movie. <laughs> I mean, oh I God. thought this was like an AA recitation, like something you say when you're up there. But then I found it's, it is this game I lust after so much, and I'm like, God, just get to it. I, w- I read something that he was like studying celebrity stalkers and stuff. Yeah, so, like, so yeah. I, that's why I'm thinking like, yeah, he's he's caring. He's he's trying he some listening to it. Robert Bardo when Cal Ripken met him. I read on the yeah, Tribune, right? Yes. Well, who's that dude? He killed uh, an Ripken? actress. Back in the yes, yeah, Cal, Cal Ripken, Ripken a murderer. <laughs> he had Cal a streak in Junior noted streak murderer. He had a he had a streak of killing the most actresses from nineteen eighty. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, he was featured on Mind Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mother, uh, she she just locked me away. Dude, you gotta do you gotta go as that guy for Halloween next year. I have to shave. I'm not doing that. Oh, we'll shave. We'll get a we'll get a uh, Bowie knife out. Yeah. <laughs> shave your ass. Shave your ass. That's right. And then we'll put that hair on your face so you have an even bigger beard. Okay, <laughs> that I'm okay with. You don't <laughs> wait. No, that's the wrong way. We got to you, you less hair on the face. Right? Yeah. yeah. The the problem is there's two openings. There's the the um there is the, the the long weird poem and there's like pictures of like little kids playing baseball and then we cut to fucking the stones and like we're driving around and, and it's fucking tony scott so the sun is dying like everything is like red my lord in heaven jam packing six rolling stone songs into this movie how fucking much money did you have it's crazy well this was this was uh this was mandalay pictures man i think polygram was involved this is a and- lot of mid 90s money that we're flushing down the toilet well it, it's the scorsese hits too like well, and, that's a, and, yeah and you open with okay like and it's all cute i hate the fucking music in this movie uh-huh. but like <laughs> you open with sympathy for the devil because oh. he's kind of we're gonna try to give you something oh. about the devil Wait a and second. he's not gonna be horrible you hate this guy Is he, he's playing lewis cypher in this movie yes. <laughs> no lewis cypher more warm and cuddly than this man i totally agree with you <laughs> 
<laughs> now, see, the cat at the end of Fallen walked away oh. and then touched Robert De Niro. That's why he's a demon in this movie. That's oh. an appropriate amount of Rolling Stones in a fucking movie. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much. Fair enough. Uh, so he's driving around and like in this. It's a fuck man, by the way, mm. slash serial killer mobile. It, Oh, and he's, he's abducting kids. Oh, absolutely. It's a paneled van. Like, yeah. that's all you need to know. There's blinds on it. That's what <laughs> yeah. we call a kidnapped Corvette. <laughs> in the business? Yeah, in the business. <laughs> um, but what do I need to do to get you into this kidnapped Corvette today? But here's the oh, thing. So Aren't we supposed to believe that this be, is like... Sorry, but he what? needs to become a child trafficker. It would be oh. more successful than knife sets. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually true. It's more believable. There's more money in that game. <laughs> It's a lot more money. Mm -hmm. But aren't we to believe, though, that he only goes, like, over the edge once he's fired? Like, this is yes, like falling yeah. down with a knife salesman. <laughs> That's a bad place to start. I mean, yeah. The, 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 the balance line for him is not great already. Right, 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 The right. steady is not great. Because he's calling in to Ellen Barkin, which is a radio show I want, which is Ellen Barkin and Kirk Fuller in the mornings. Dude, yes. I, it had been a really long time since I'd seen this movie. And fucking Kurt Fuller's name popped up. I'm watching this at like 10.30 last night. Everyone else is asleep. Kurt Fuller comes up. I was like, fuck yeah, Kurt Fuller. <laughs> yeah, I got sure. so excited. And you know what? Here's the thing. Tony Scott, wherever you may be these days, not enough Kurt Fuller in this movie. <laughs> wherever he may be. Well, it, heaven, well, hell, I don't oh, know. Okay. You meant his soul. Yeah. Because I'm sure we could track down the body. <laughs> no, that's not going to do me any help. I think annoying someone in real life about Kurt Fuller being in your movie is one thing. Annoying someone in the afterlife. <laughs> Get me a Ouija board right now. My first case will be tracking down Tony Scott to ask him why Kurt Fuller isn't in this movie more. Kurt Fuller is great, though. He's fucking awesome, too. dude. And he's, he's so you know, is Ellen Barkin. She yep. is. She's great in this, actually. I really like Ellen Barkin normally. I, I, I like don't both. know what she's doing in this movie. Why this why? character? Like, this character needs to either... They should be uh, body count fodder. Like, well, you know sure. what I mean? Yes. He goes and he yeah. kills... Like, he went, when he finally kills someone an hour in, like, then they, we should start ramping that up. And then he kills the radio This person. is a exactly. very low body count. And I would appreciate it if this demon, Robert De Niro... Uh -huh. Well, you know, <laughs> let's treat it like a horror movie. It's a slasher. That's what yeah. I... What, that's what's missing here, is that the tone is that of, like, a dark a dark drama or a dark thriller. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a horror movie. This is, like... It, it could easily be a horror movie, but you got to up that body count more but and uh, i like and i love uh ellen barkin and kurt fuller of course but like their whole point in this movie is to remind you what's happening in a movie at all times mm -hmm. they're like oh you know that he's having a bad stretch right now because you haven't been watching the last five minutes because <laughs> you've been waiting for you know what's ridiculous though like as i just see time pass and wesley snipes character keeps striking out and thousands of people are booing him in unison I don't need to be reminded that this dude is indeed in a slump. Yeah. I get it. I know how baseball works. They make sense in this first scene. They let you know that he's coming over from the Atlanta Braves. Right. And, and like, this is a, sorry, but this is a really important thing because it's a contrast from last week's Snipes giving episode. We are given Wesley Snipes almost immediately. Yes, it's like, true. Almost yeah. immediately. Like that stupid baseball poem finishes. <laughs> And it cuts to him in the van, and he calls into the radio show, and then she's like, by the way, we totally have Wesley Snipes on the line right now. Mm. Bobby Rayburn is on the line. And Snipes, right there. Take it, note, rising sun. Driving in a Humvee with uh, John Leguizamo <laughs> riding shotgun. Who's surprisingly totally fine in this movie. Yeah, he's yeah. regular. He's I fine. don't have a great track record with John Leguizamo, mm -hmm. but I thought he was actually pretty good in this movie. I swore he got killed at the end of this. And That's, I, was, I remembered him dying, too. <laughs> I swore oh. to God. Maybe he's like, just wishful thinking. Is there another cut? 
Oh shit! Or should Who we knows? make a fan edit? What do you guys think? <laughs> well, the great thing, dude, about uh, like how you kill someone in this movie, all you have to do is tint the frame red, and it means they're dead. That's they're true. blood dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, blood dead. Blood oh, red wait. dead. Dude. How could you even tint the fa- frame any redder, man? Like Christ on the cross. <laughs> He's like, the, this is a, take a place on Krypton. <laughs> when Jesus died, that they did that to the cameras too. <laughs> and I can, I can understand, by the way, like if this movie's set in L.A. and it's yeah. like hot all the time and whatever you're in the bay area baby yeah, it's cold get it you better be wearing a sweater it should be tinted light blue and um <laughs> so they're paying him 40 million dollars to come over here 40 million simoleons which ellen barkett says and i hate simoleons uh-huh. you I'm cannot a, say here's now, the thing and we're doing it right mean? now what does that mean a dollar dollar no i know that but is oh it, and i don't know what a simoleon oh i is. thought maybe it was like some antiquated offensive it's uh, probably technology. totally racist i don't know but this is what she <laughs> says greek people or something and i think like you should you can only when you're referring to money that way yeah. you can only say simoleons if you got like a big fucking honking unlit cigar yes. in your mouth all right it's a bunch of fucking simoleons and you have to be talking about boxing it also <laughs> has to be a large amount you can't say five simoleons <laughs> no, no 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 that's that's you owe me 20 20 simoleons. That's totally unimpressive. For that ticket to, I don't know. I think it's 100K and up. Yeah, that makes sense. Five. Five simoleon, <laughs> five simoleon foot long. Yeah, There's so doesn't... many better words for a dollar, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, of course. Buck is great. Yeah, oh, yes. Buck is a classic. Oh, Forty million bucks. Yeah, sure. Clams, like little kid. clams. Clams are great. Uh, clams, though, clams is like you're in like casino territory. Oh yeah. You have to be a part of a gambling culture. I feel you're, that's, that's a horse race. I don't want to. Appro- yeah. Yeah. I don't want to appropriate that culture. So. <laughs> That's our um, word. <laughs> Say the degenerate gamblers. <laughs> uh, what sawbuck is like a certain domination. Sawbuck right? is ten dollars exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's. How much is? Okay, so cash. forty million divided by ten. Well, you wouldn't say they're paying him forty million cash. I mean, yeah, unless you're actually paying him in cash. Uh, forty million bucks. Yeah, forty million bucks. Forty million dollars. You don't have to say it at all. Forty million. That's, that's it. True. Yeah, that's you know true. It's, that's true. Yeah, that, that would be true. great. Simoleons. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. It does. Like doesn't it, it doesn't sound like it should be a word. I guess <laughs> is the thing. It makes me think of those Girl Scout cookies that are delicious. The Samoas? The Samoas, man. They're paying, the Samoas. Him, they're paying Andrew 40 million Samoas. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'll, I will work for cookies. And bo- I have before, and I'll do it again. A oh, bonus man. of 10 million Thin Mints. I, could, could I tag along on that? <laughs> there was a meeting where I thought uh, I went into a meeting, and there was some, some Girl Scout cookies in, and I was like, Oh, I'm a little early for this meeting. I wonder if I can sneak in some tag-alongs before anyone got here. And, of course, somebody comes in six seconds later. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second, though. Were these, like, Girl Scout cookies that people had purchased and were picking up and you were just eating other people's cookies? No, they were open. Somebody must have had... There was, like, a Girl Scout cookie drive. There's Girl Scout cookies (sighs) everywhere, baby. This happens in offices all the time. I know know exactly what you're talking about. In my office, though, you fucking buy your goddamn Girl Scout cookies, and they're Uh. yours. Uh-huh. Just a community box there's, of Girl Scout cookies? There's a guy in my office who will buy a ton, leave them in his office unopened for like a month, and be like, oh, yeah, everyone have some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let me I, open this. Everyone have some cookies. I, I spent 40 simoleons on these cookies. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of cookies. <laughs> so I guess, like, you know, everybody's pissed off because also the, the previous star uh, on the San Francisco Giants at this time is Primo, played by a very young Benicio Del Toro. 
it's it's a weird idea where there can only be one. Like, wouldn't you want two really good baseball players? Well, on the whole team? beef though is, I guess, like Primo was a really good center fielder, and that's what Wesley Snipes played. And Primo gets bumped to left field is the idea. Sure. So everyone's kind of peeved. But yeah, like they. As far as I understand it, they got him because of his batting record. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, and Primo's got a good batting record. So yeah, you want more than one slugger on your baseball team. For sure. That's ah, a- poppycock. But we're told that How it's How many poppycocks is that? <laughs> 40 million poppycocks. And some Somalians. Uh, but so like, but this is this is why it's a problem though, because and this movie does address this very accurately. Sports fans are obnoxious. Mm. Sports fans are fucking obnoxious, dude. And I say this as a sports fan yep. of certain sports, mm. not all sports, but like we can be obnoxious. Uh, and it's just people like to complain for the sake of complaining. So I yep. think this is like, hey, we're paying this guy forty million bucks for what? <laughs> I didn't know we were paying him in bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Paying him in rubles. <laughs> you have to exchange them for Somalians. But I, 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 this reminds me a lot of Big Fan a little bit. Yeah. That movie that Which I never the, saw. That's the Patton movie, right? Yeah, much Patton better movie. Well, yeah, it's a better movie. It much is. Movie. It is a better movie. That's a yeah. That's does a he good kidnap movie. a player like Celtic Pride? No. Oh man, that's a movie I want to rewatch. <laughs> that's a fucking stay tuned Ooh. and a half. Speaking man. of sports thrillers. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Celtic Pride, actually, this movie was the book uh, that was written by God knows who, uh, or I could actually look it up on the internet. Instantly. Yes, I did write <laughs> the book. The fan was based. Yes, on. God wrote the Bible, the old the Old Testament. He inspired the Old Testament, and then he he waited a thousand, a couple thousand years to write a book about you know sports. <laughs> It's culture and thrillers. It's like when we finally got that sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> God didn't write it, and I can tell you this because, and this is embarrassing, I read the book. Boy, Why is it what? embarrassing that you read a book? <laughs> well, because I was going through, at the time this came out, I was going a through Wesley a Wesley Snipes uh, reading, reading group. <laughs> I was going through this phase of like reading all the books that movies are based on. Now, but hang on a second. Are you saying novels... That were then turned into movies, or are you saying the 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 novelization. literature, no, 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 yeah, the novelization novel. of a film? No, no, it's not the funnier thing. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's not funnier it's, slash totally sadder thing. Uh, it was novel. Like I read the book so, that wait, you, you turn turned oh, into. Wow. I read so all read, the Alex Cross read, books. What you've read every single book that became a movie? No, not every. Eric, you you're just like being a, ridiculous you're like now. A genius. <laughs> There's no geniuses on this show, friends. So no. what happens in the book is how is the book different? Well, it was I, I barely remember it, but the it only was based major... in Boston, which yes, makes right. more sense because yeah, that's more right. of a rabid fan culture, Northeast fan culture. You know what I mean? It's like that that people yeah, fucking cut your throat. We're pigs, and we're the, total pigs. And of course, the other thing is that um, Bobby Rayburn is a white man in the book. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, which well, is interesting because race doesn't really... Not until just, the end... Does, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, they don't really do anything with it. No. Like, there's that one scene, the Barry Bonds scene in the house. Yeah. But that's kind of it. There, I mean, the weird thing is, like, what this movie could get into, which is always interesting to me, is all these, like, virulent racists that... Like love all these black athletes and are the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it's this thing, and then once they start kneeling, they fucking lose their goddamn minds. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they they they've already 
like uh, uh, men did that fence. Like, well, it's fine because it's fucking football. I can't fucking believe it. Oh yeah, dude. De Niro's character had uh, had he not been murdered at the end of this movie <laughs> would have a real problem with all the kneeling. Yes, <clears throat> all absolutely. that kneeling during a song. So, it's so much bigger than a game. So De Niro's having problems in his knife sales job because he's a <laughs> knife salesman. Uh, the Bulldog is his boss. There's this big meeting. This uh, guy's very intense for no reason, which made me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I think he's a little jealous of Robert De Niro being the craziest person in the office <laughs> because oh, yeah. he fucking drags the door of a car into the boardroom. Yes, this is what I was referencing. Stabs it repeatedly to make no point. Well, the point was like, oh, that the knives aren't up to snuff and like De Niro like has a knife standard that these aren't meeting but that means though that the bulldog had this prop on hand for just such a criticism <laughs> yeah listen if someone buys our knives they should be able to cut through a car and say, kill why? the inhabitants what good does this do that's what's amazing about all of those selling points man you ever see that uh, infomercial for those scissors where it's like well it could cut a penny right in half <laughs> the fuck for oh my god I would what? do that all day <laughs> just sitting around cutting up pennies yeah actually you should get on that dude because pennies are pointless and we should discontinue them. right so the more pennies you destroy then, hey you're on to something and, and, then if, and if you bodegas, melt- i'm gonna leave half a penny chris oh well <laughs> if i was gonna say if you melt it all down the copper is worth more than the penny that's true itself. i'll make my own statue there you go man <laughs> your own racist statue <laughs> you're right you're right sorry i meant i meant a confederate general <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you got? No, he's just talking about like the problems with the knives. I know I've been watching a lot of this TV show called Forged in Fire, where they make knives. Now explain it's this. Really great. I think Is it really great? great? Yes, really finally I've got somebody yeah. else on it. Hang on. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think he just did explain it. It's a show where they make knives. It's okay, now swords, why swords is... more often? Steve's oh. talked about this on the air before. Oh, there's a par- there's a part where you get like judged it... on whether or not it would kill someone efficiently. Yes. Is yes. it a knife or is it a sword? The f- well, the, no. Both? The first round is you make some you make a knife and it's got to be a certain amount oh, of. It's like the appetizer. It, no, it's, it, it, it it's chopped with knives. That's do all they, it is. Wait, do you bring your own metal or do you? They have to like do they? No, the, 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 that's or... the thing. It's like oh, you got to make it out of an old car or a boat or oh, like shit, me like a, a boat lo- knife or you're like cutting up a lawnmower and making a knife out yep. of it. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a show that at least Liter- promotes recycling. Literally mm-hmm. the only reality show I'll watch. Yeah, man. And or competi- but that's competition. But you, you learn a little bit. And uh, the one thing I picked up, Robert De Niro, is like, oh, the tang's all messed up. I was like, I know that word from that TV show I watch. Uh, so what's that mean? That means like that's like the base of the knife that goes before the handle gets on there. Like you get a, you get a knife yeah, and it comes out a little bit. It's called the tang. Uh-huh. Yeah. And why do I care about that? Because it's, um, uh, it's, a, it's a knife term. If it was your business. <laughs> well, you, you, want, you want your oh, knife yeah. to be solid metal and then you put the handle around the base. Oh, I don't yeah. want my knife to be liquid metal. Is that <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. And not, just stabbing weapons, knives, swords. Did that anyone ever t- anyone ever present a liquid metal knife on that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, so like here, make a knife out of mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Oh, we're all I, dead. I, oh, do great. you have a cooling? Li- <laughs> do you have a cooling station here? No. Uh, so he gets to the, the, the Giants and whatnot, and we're about to get to opening day, and Wesley Snipes, uh, through his manager, John Leguizamo, is like, hey, man, you got to go see this sick kid. And he gets to the hospital, and Wesley Snipes is disgusted that it's a kid <laughs> with terminal cancer. It's a great performance. And again, like this is like another like Wesley Snipes drama. He's like... 
he's kind of an asshole, but he's always kind of likable in this movie. He's totally likable in this movie, and he does a great job at everything he's given to do, which unfortunately is not a ton, as I keep complaining about. But yeah. in this scene, it is kind of funny because, like, the kid shares, I don't know it's that it's funny, but the kid shares a name with his kid. But this is where I got confused because he's like, yeah, I have terminal cancer. My name is whatever. Sean. Sean. And he's like, oh, like he gets freaked out for a second. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> but then I was like, because he's got, we see him put a photograph of the kid in his locker and he's got a necklace with Sean's number 11 from his little Little League jersey or whatever. I, and I was like, this kid's dead. Me too. So then later when this kid steps off a private jet, I was like, well, wait a second. Why were you that, that why, you were that like upset? People it, share names all the time. I Who think cares? The thing is, he's a, a superstitious fellow like some athletes are. And it's like, oh, oh I'm meeting a kid with, my, with, with, with the same name. And he's got cancer. And that's not good. Right. I've read it online that cancer's not good. Now my, my season has cancer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the sports curses are a thing, and it's like if you don't, like some people don't shave or something. Oh, or, sure. You know, all those things. Mustaches in hockey, mm-hmm. uh, beards in hockey and baseball. Right. Oh, and yeah. if they don't adhere to those superstitions, oh, yeah. a wizard curses them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when the thinner gypsy comes out. Yes. Uh, baseball. <laughs> Twelve game of losing streak. <laughs> But when that extends to fans, by the way, that's another pathetic ass oh, yeah. sports fan shit where it's yeah. like, oh man, the Giants got a touchdown, which is a joke in itself saying <laughs> that this season. But so the Giants got a touchdown. The last time they did that, I was sitting in that chair mm-hmm. and I had my left hand down my pants like Al Bundy. <laughs> so I have to sit the exact same way again this Sunday in order for that touchdown to happen right. again. Well, I didn't go to the bathroom during last week's game, so I'm just <laughs> Never going to the bathroom again. And I just imagine like Jesus and a choir of angels trying to fucking make sports work up uh, up top and be like, all right, well, John Sampson is sitting in the love seat on the left hand side, so they should win. But this guy, uh, but Tony Samuelson on the other side, shaved his beard last weekend for his wedding, and oh my god! Oh wow, and they have like a trial of who, what, like <laughs> yes. what would win. Mm-hmm, We're gonna yeah. need to hire more angels. This is, <laughs> this is just too much. Team on this permutation, oh, man, angels in the outfield. There is an angel in the outfield co- collision in this movie. Actually. Yes, oh, there, there actually is. is in the opening <laughs> day because like Robert De Niro wants to go to opening day with his son, uh, who we'll get into now, and um, but he also has to, you know, he he needs to step up his knife salesman game, or <laughs> yep. he's on the street. Bulldog's gonna fire him, mm-hmm. and he's trying to make contact with some like I think he's like the knife king of San Francisco, <laughs> or this guy know. that he's well, this guy he keeps missing. How many people are buying no. knives? Great question, and like where are they getting? From what is the knife demand in San Francisco specifically? Well, there's a lot of fucking serial killers up there, man. I don't know. Wait, do you think De Niro might be Zodiac? Oh, oh shit! Right? Zo- Zodi <clears throat> used a knife from time to time. Yeah, he right? wasn't against he it. He stabbed someone in the leg, right? Mm-hmm. I was. Just I was like- just referring to him as Knife Man. Like uh, he is, he's, yeah. he's he is the legitimate knife man. Yeah, here we go, stab stab. Watch me shave my leg. What can I get? Because there's a knife salesman montage. I believe it's to fucking Rolling Stones, and oh. it's him try like he's striking out with all of these people, and like yeah, what? Yeah, what is like, this? Why wait? Why am I watching Tommy Boy starring? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Because there's definitely the bit where, like, Robert De Niro is actually taking hair off his leg and this dude is just staring at him. And De Niro's reaction is, like, he doesn't say anything 
and then just quietly puts the knives away and leaves while this dude just stares daggers at him. Tommy want wingy! <laughs> oh, I, Andrew wanted wingy watching this movie. My fave of that montage, though, mm-hmm. is when he's talking to the dude uh, and the the manager of I guess it's like a sporting goods store is looking at the security cameras oh, yeah. and he's zooming in on the bubble bu- babe. Yeah, he's just looking at breasts. He's, he's being interrupted from masturbating, and I guess it's a never a good sales situation. <laughs> yeah, he's upset by that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think this is one of the scenes with the chopped and screwed nine inch nails shit. Oh, the Jesus. seven stuff all over. Like it just sounds yeah. like the seven soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You can't. And this movie does this several times. You can't play that song while the camera's focused on children. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, because yeah, it's like I'm gonna fuck you like an animal. And there's definitely one part where we're where the camera is focused on Sean, and it's like fuck you, I'm gonna fuck you, and you're just like. Did no one just kind of <laughs> review this before things no, went to theaters? No red flags. There's a fucking 10-year-old kid, and the soundtrack is saying, I want a fucker! So, so I guess I guess where Robert De Niro... Because this guy's got a secretary. It looks like he works at a bank. It's and, a huge Batman building. And it's just like... The idea is, I guess, this guy like... The knife bank. <laughs> well, it's called Everest because it's big. And like he only sells murder knives. It's never like look at this cleaver or right. look at this camping knife. It's like look at this crazy fucking Bowie knife and look how many fucking pretty ladies you can skin with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's the weird thing though. He says to the guy looking at the security camera, he's like, "Oh yeah, well you got the little prick." And he holds up like it's kind of like that joke in Men in Black with yeah. the cricket gun. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this tiny thing, and the guy's like, "Yep, I got a tiny prick too." Yeah. Yeah. What would you use that knife for? Nowhere. Like getting like dirt out from under your fingernails? Cutting a gherkin. That's, <laughs> that's kind of it. Or just cutting up a smaller person, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or squirrels or something. Yeah, you can get a, get a squirrel. Oh, well, if that's how you would get out of the situation in Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. <laughs> you could just slaughter them all. Uh, can we talk about his horrendously uncomfortable home life? Yeah. Oh. So he is divorced, clearly. Uh, He's got a kid. By the way, the ex-wife and Robert De Niro totally age inappropriate parents for this little kid. Yeah, he's both like, of these. Well, I mean, like we're four. talking mid fifties. Yeah, this, yeah, it's like a four year old. I guess it could happen. Right? I, I bet it, it's happened before. Right? It's it has, but happened. it's just kind of like Wait, Pablo Picasso, Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> People have it later in life. It's true. It's very true. It's just weird that it's like both of them are incredibly old. Anyone notice who this kid was? I, I'm only talking to Andrew because he's the only one that would get it. No, I looked him up, but then I, I didn't. Season one, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was the anointed. Oh, what really? Yeah, man. A little. What's easy. that like a ba- like a Jesus baby or something? Uh, an evil vampire Jesus baby. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's weird. I didn't really peruse his uh, IMDb too much because it appears as if he like stopped acting. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I love about that first season. It's just him and Mark Metcalf smoking cigarettes in hell. Like one day we'll get out of this one. <laughs> like, how'd that kid get down there? Uh yeah. So it's this little like four year old, and so. De Niro stops off at this house, mm. and I didn't understand what was going on at first, but you got Chris Mulkey. Yeah. He pops in. My least favorite Twin Peaks character. Really? On uh, uh, top five least favorite Twin Peaks wow. character. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. You yeah, really man. wanted to see Ed and Norma get together, right? He was, he was Jenny. He played. 
correct me if I'm wrong. Was mm-hmm. he the love interest of Norma in the original series? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. He like went to jail or something. Yeah, he was in jail and he was always like sucking on like a. a, a Excuse a, me. He was always sucking on something, right? He uh, had like a like a weird like a little uh, yes, a keychain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, right, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and a good. Uh, there's two lost actors in this movie, and he's one of them. And he's not. He's not bad in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Chris Mulkey is like the new beau. Yeah, and he's like l- taking lip from Robert De Niro this whole. Movie. Oh, this guy's oh. a fucking doormat, dude. He is a doormat and a half. Well, like, he- De Niro comes in, he's like, "Hey, Dave," and the guy's like, "Oh, it's Ted." He's like, "Whatever, fuck face." <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, dude, this is my house. And he's like screaming at his wife. He like shoves his wife right in front. And at this point, Tim, his name is Tim. Oh. You got to get involved. You're like, you know what, man? You got to wait outside. Yeah. You also, gotta... like, you're Chris Mulkey. It's 1996. You're like maybe 40. Yeah. You could beat the shit out of yeah. Robert De Niro. He's a 6'3, dude. Like, you got him. It's time to break some noses. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really uncomfortable, too, because it's like this neighbor barbecue is happening. Yeah. So there's like other people there, and they're just like, oh, hey. Well, the best part is uh, uh, the first line I think Robert De Niro says is like, hey, what, you get fired? Because it's like the middle of the day. And he's like, it's my day off. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to undercut this dude in front of the kid. All right, I'm only going to order offer you one hot dog from this barbecue. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the neighbors are talking about the first season of Millennium. <laughs> Just oh, trying shit. to fucking divert attention. Better movie. Just them going to this barbecue than watching TV back at home. Were, were we uh, graced with that show's presence by 1996? Yeah, we must have been, right? right. Mm-hmm. That reminds me. Have you guys, because Chris mentioned Oh my Millennium. God, is Millennium coming back? No. Uh, <laughs> but Chris mentioned Millennium. We're talking baseball. Have you seen this video of all the Joe Buck promoting uh, mostly immediately canceled television oh, no, shows during the this. World Series? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Is it's you talking so about great. Mantis? No, Mantis is not mentioned. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. But it's, it's so great because it's this pattern of like, everything is the new hot sensation guaranteed to be around for seasons to come. And everything is like two max for the most part. Models get- Inc. Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> Coming up this fall on Fox. Don't remember this Friday. It's the grinder. Rob Lowe is back on TV and he's definitely going to be around for many years to come. The grinder on Fox. <laughs> It's all shit like that. It's so fucking That's funny. Exactly but one of them is, he's like, well, coming back this Friday, Lance Henriksen in Millennium, sure to be one of the all-time TV classics. <laughs> to see that near dark, that was a pretty fucked up movie. I got to say, he was he was great in it, though. <laughs> Millennium. If this week's Entertainment Weekly tells you anything, it's that Freaky Links is going to be the hit of the season, gang. <laughs> but also one of them is Dark Angel. Oh, nice. Oh, good God. Yeah. Pushing Daisies back this Wednesday. <laughs> Quintuplets. That was oh a show, man, right? the Andy Dick, yeah, Andy, Andy Richter, Andy yeah. Richter show. Yeah. Quintuplets. Uh, <laughs> but that's what's great though, because it's only Fox. Oh, one that you watched. Uh, okay. Oh shit. <clears throat> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> a perennial classic, sure to be around for years to come. Critics are saying it's almost dangerously addictive, almost human. This. Oh fall. shit! You know what? It was kind of dangerous. <laughs> I actually really, I was getting hooked into that shit, man. That was some is that fun times. Carl Urban yes. iRobot? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. and they're cops, and they're yes. canceled cops. Yes. It was like a cheap Philip K. Dick kind of thing. Yeah. 
This episode is brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. I didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Uh, anyway, huge, so he, huge he, distraction. The, the problem is he goes to this the, the biggest knife guy in the world. I guess he, he he does like all the all the knife sales, regional sales for Japanese restaurants or something. <laughs> and like he, he is the guy to get in with. But he, he can only meet him at like at a certain time on opening day. And it's it just so happens to be during the game. And like he, he wants to win back his son. But he's also like dangerously sexually obsessed with Wesley Snipes. But we don't say that. <laughs> but he probably is. Yeah. Um and his idea is, I'm going to leave this kid at the game, oh my God. sneak oh out my. for this meeting for a little bit and come back. And, and this is know, an amazing, this is the n- best not only that, in this movie. But make everyone around us hate us <laughs> to yes. such a degree. It's so uncomfortable. Fuck, a scene. Make a fucking scene. MC Ganey's only in this movie <laughs> to yep. yell at Robert De Niro, get an applause, and then he, he's gone. 
I, I, I was expecting him to go at it, man. Like, he's the good fan, right? He's <laughs> yeah, the yeah. bad fan, good fan. Yeah. Like, he's he should the come hero. back at the, at the end. He should be at the game at oh, the end. Oh, shit. I know what this guy's deal is. I oh. saw him yelling at his kid one just, time. Just have him <laughs> strip naked and run after him like the end of Sideways. Oh, yeah, dude. Get that floppy Balls cock. of flailing. Floppy That's He's cock. the other lost actor. Him and Chris Mulkey had several scenes together. Hashtag floppy cock. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard about poppycock. Now we're talking floppycock. And it's also the uncomfortable thing where, like, the parent is just screaming obscenity in front of the kid. And, like, you know, I've been at a hockey game or two in my day sure. where it's, like, large beer number five. Mm-hmm. And I know that every ranger on the ice can hear every word I say. Uh-huh. And I am screaming and you're all fucking bums and you're fucking junk and this, that, and the other thing. And I know it's terrible, but like to watch it from a third party perspective, <laughs> how? And like this old woman is just like cringing. Yeah. How, how, how has a Stanford professor um, or a Stanford graduate not taken your child from you by now? <laughs> <laughs> And she's is she wearing this, Stanford gear? Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, it's, oh. it's like... She's like head it's to like, toe. <laughs> she has this humongous hat on that does not fit her. And it's so <laughs> yeah. clearly to tell you, like, oh, man, they don't really care about... Like, the, the, the people who go to those big colleges, they don't care about the game the way fucking Robert De Niro, the psychopath, oh, that's cares about the or game. Or maybe they care about humanity. Yeah. Maybe like, that's what they're yeah, saying? Yeah, they're maybe, like, they... She doesn't care about the game as much because she's just sitting quietly, politely watching the action on the field. Hoping no kids get emotionally abused right in her <laughs> view. She was smart enough not to become a knife salesman. <laughs> There's an awesome moment. Look, where... you know what? You weren't there in the 80s, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the knives were knives. Oh, the <laughs> knives were huge. It was stand-up comedy and knives. Oh my god, let's put those two together. <laughs> so here's my thing: is De Niro's like, oh, I'm going to sneak out to this business meeting. How do you, it takes you an hour to get in and outside of a sports arena at, at all any times. Old, at any time, any time. Right. And here's the well, thing, by is, the way. This is in the old days now, 97. You could, like, walk around with, like, I don't. He, they don't you can don't walk around in. the stadium, but, dude, 9-11 or not, here's two words, no re-entry. You yeah. can't yeah. just leave a thing like that and then come back. And he leaves with 10 minutes to get where you have to go. <laughs> Plus a fucking wardrobe change, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they have true. they have like kind of good seats, but you still have to like walk all the way up. Oh, sure. You got to walk down all the stairs. There's, there's you got to get to the parking involved. garage. No way. And dude. let me tell you the most disturbing part of this film. Uh-huh. In his van, he's got a tie rack. Yes. That, that that's motorized and circles around. And yeah, he picks it's, out it's bone chilling. Lucky ties. Oh God, it's yeah. Terrifying. And he says lucky tie, yeah. and already you know he's gonna fucking fail. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. He gets fired, and then like his kid, uh, the the Stanford lady is like rightfully like, hey man, I'm gonna take this kid home, and oh. you know, shockingly, this kid knows his address though. Yeah, kids know their addresses. You never know. Oh, I Back- never knew my address. Oh, if really? I got if I got almost kidnapped and then someone saved me, like mm-hmm. where do you live? Oh. If I have a kid, I'm gonna get a tattooed. <laughs> Tattoo that kid. You better not move then. Why would I move? No, if you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> the kid's the one strapped down. <laughs> No, I'm saying if you give your oh, child okay. a tattoo with his address on it and then you moved homes. Yeah, well, then we'll just cross it out and do another one. <laughs> yeah, or you put a one next to it, then you put a two <laughs> underneath, and you yeah, get a new exactly. tattoo. You get to start getting a list going. Check this address first. May also be at the following locations. <laughs> yeah, you put the pizza place down there. <laughs> 
he definitely shoves that kid before he leaves because he's trying to catch a foul ball. Yeah. Oh my oh, god, man. that's the best part. <laughs> it's so awesome. He's like, "Yeah, I got you like this little thing," and hang on a second, and then it's like foul ball, and he fucking shoves this kid to try to catch it, and then like another little kid catches it, and it's like he's one of these he losers too. Like taking it out of that kid's hand. He he almost you know he yeah. kind of contemplates it, and he's one of these losers though, kind of like our president where it's like if something doesn't work out he's immediately like fucking passing the blame yeah and like all this he doesn't get this foul ball because this rotten child gets it and he's like oh the wind took it the wind took it i would have had it if not for the wind taking this foul ball and then to get all the eyes off of him he decides i'll just be belligerent right now and be like let's play some fucking baseball <laughs> oh my I'm god surrounded by five-year-olds and i'm screaming let's play some fucking ball <laughs> it, is, it is great <laughs> uh, and so he winds up losing custody of his kid and he immediately is promptly fired the next day yes. by the bulldog and the bulldog is wrong because the bulldog's like hey man you know what it, it, it's not you can't have excellent perfection in everything you do no 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 the answer is you're deranged and you're <laughs> you're creepily violent all of the time and now you are fired well I think if you're intimidated by this dude and yeah. his craziness and what with all the knives around maybe sure. it's like Let's blame the sales and not so much the mental incompetence. I feel like you're always fired by the security guard in a knife firm. You know what I mean? Like you go to your yes. desk and there's just a security guard sitting there like, oh, time to go. How, How about a phone call? Yeah, How about exactly. a nice little phone call? Yeah, you know what, Robert De Niro? Stay home today. We're going to have a <laughs> conference call. Uh, and then that's where you'll be fired. Question: um, Knife Christmas party? Mm. Are we talking? Is it dry? Or it has to be. Or is it a yes. secondary location with a metal detector? Maybe one or the other. Man, we are not having booze <laughs> at the office. No, no way. Because everyone's won't. like, "Hey, man, you ever see aliens?" I'm Lance Henriksen, <laughs> and then they lose his finger. <laughs> oh, that has happened so many times, and that's the why knife- they had to instate the holiday party rule, mm-hmm. which is off campus or dry. <laughs> But guaranteed it's off campus every year then, yeah, by you the got, way. You Dry got holiday party. You can kill me. <laughs> you know, take that knife and put it in my heart. Can There's you- all this awkward shit when like he goes back to the house, though, yeah. like before yeah. he gets fired, and it's like it's the one of the most uncomfortable domestic scenes I've seen in a really long time. My, my jaw was dropped. The whole fucking... Like, <laughs> oh. He comes in... He just did this, and his apology is a fucking pizza and a Coke... And he just keeps, he shoves his ex-wife and, and just keeps Tim is standing there like, hey, man, don't do that. And Chris Mulkey twiddling his I'm, thumb. I'm going to call the cops. I'm going to call the cops. They never call the fucking cops. The old, well, they're busy dealing with the Zodiac. Of course. <laughs> the old In lady 1996. is there. Yes. And he's just like, you fucking busy body. And he goes into his son's room and he's like, I'm making it up to you. I got you your Favorite pizza, uh-huh. pepperoni and mushrooms. I hate mushrooms. Oh, it's a, <laughs> dude, it's a fucking pizza topping fail. Of course, it's it like is. You could pick them off. Uh, but you, you, you know what I think it off. is though. It's like pizza and mushrooms is De Niro's favorite pizza. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? for that's sure. clear. That's for I mean sure. that's clearly the the thing they're that's, insinuating here. This is the kind of dad that he is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you love baseball as much as I do. Of course, you love these pizza toppings just like I do. You love the Rolling Stones just <laughs> like I do. Now don't start. No. Don't. He says it seventy eight times in one hour. <laughs> 
my favorite line, and it's just so aggressive and so weird, is the kid's like, you know, Jason Pellegrini's dad says that Mick Jagger is gay. And then without skipping a beat, he's like, yeah, that's because uh, Jason Pellegrini's dad takes shit up the ass. And it's like, I want this kid to be somewhere else. You can just see this kid being like, takes what up the ass? <laughs> exactly. Like, the kid's like six. Man, yeah, parenting tip. Don't start slandering other like what? friends' parents at all, but especially not just claiming they take right. it up the Please ass. Please confirm it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe make a move and see where uh, it goes. Yeah, maybe, maybe leave the homophobia at home. How about that? Uh, Dad, what's an ass? <laughs> it's also horrible. Uh, another dumb thing that they have this character do is like he keeps lying about being friends with Mick Jagger. And it's like, oh, they recorded this, and I was there when Mick recorded this in 72. I think there's a prequel to this movie of Robert De Niro stalking the Rolling Stones. Oh, shit, better movie. Mm -hmm. It's like him, and he's at the Met Stadium when all those people died. (laughs) (laughs) Or Shea Stadium, right? No, that was that Shea Stadium. You're thinking of Altamont. Altamont. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Hells Angels. Gimme Shelter. Yeah, yeah. The the Gimme Shelter uh, concert film. That's a great movie. That's what you you, you centered around that. But Robert De Niro caused that? Yeah, he could have been. Poking people with knives. Let's play some fucking music. (laughs) All right, that that weird Italian gentleman's been following us for weeks. Let's hire the Hells Angels. (laughs) Yep, I think think you're onto something. Mm -hmm. So here's something we have to talk about because it's kind of a out now that this well yeah see this is the thing wesley snipes is barely in this movie sure but this has nothing to do with wesley snipes unfortunately but it's very crucial to like Mm -hmm. what this character is this robert de niro character and that is dude these whispers that we have to hear whispers do you not did you not hear them no, none of you. Are you going crazy? No, no, no. Head, was man. I the only Dude. one watching this with headphones on? Dude, yeah. This is just in your head. Dude, no, this no, no. This podcast no, is real. Well, yeah, that'd be it's, great. It's, if, is it like him repeating what he's already said? No, it's... They definitely do this, and it's a stupid choice, but I had headphones on, so I'm getting the full audio thing. You barely hear it, but it's like, I am the voice inside your head. No. I control. You're full of it. I'm what not. Are go, you talking about? Go back Holy and fucking fuck, watch dude. it. It's on the soundtrack. It's barely laid in there, but when he's going crazy. Is it Trent Reznor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. At first, I thought it was part of a song, but I don't think it is because it happens multiple times in the movie. Wow, all right. I'll, I will go back. Yeah, I'll have to go back. You have oh to. Oh, God, I thought this dude. was going to be a whole thing that we were going to talk it's about. Not, it's not there, dude. I'm <laughs> the voice that controls you. That was just... What, ah, are, are you are you sure you weren't listening to the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack? <laughs> I am the one sleeping under your bed. No, I did not think it was Jack Skellington or whatever the fuck. No, this is actually... Man, oh man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Write into the mailbag if you think Andrew is crazy. <laughs> Please, uh, also, you know, therapist, medical professional. Yeah, sure. Yes, your yes, opinion yeah, is just, appreciated. Chime right in. Um, there's an, almost a chihuahua death, which is my favorite part of this movie, which is for some reason, a Hasidic man is walking by Robert De Niro's door with a well, tiny chihuahua. Well, there's a Cronenberg-esque yeah. bug on the wall, on the door. Or whatever. Yeah. Peter Weller just got stabbed. It's nuts. And then De Niro throws his giant knife at it. Yes, and, and, and gets the bug, and it almost gets the chihuahua. And whatever. So Wesley Snipes' deal is he wa- he starts going into a, into a slump. One, because he bumps into Benicio Del Toro in center field because they're having this kind of power play. But the other thing is because he is always 
worn number 11 and now you know you move to a new team sometimes that happens you know like uh there's numbers conflicting usually the bigger star gets it but sometimes it's a seniority situation right and this is just i think benicio is just like listen i already have this number branded on my shoulder Mm -hmm. uh we're not changing it and then it's like he demands like uh whatever it's like five hundred thousand dollars for you know the number switch and all this stuff and wesley snipes is like furious about it and he goes into the slump and uh san francisco giants play the colorado rockies the entire season it seems like (laughs) did anyone else notice like every time they fucking cut to the outfield it's the goddamn colorado rockies (laughs) does this all take place over one week No, it's no, supposed it, to go through like the whole, most yeah. of the season. It seems yeah. like it's going over yeah. a whole year, which is even hard to keep up with, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's a, a a big fat baseball player. That guy's my favorite. The guy with the mullet. Oh yeah, well that's you he's get, a real baseball player. Too. Yeah, uh, you get a couple of these locker room shots though. There's a lot of fat baseball players. Mm. It's just the reality of the game, but it's kind of funny. It's all these schlubby dudes walking I around. I just realized something. Atlanta Braves, uh, 96. Do you think uh, Wesley Snipes played with John Rocker? Oh, that my guy? God, yes. <laughs> like, whoa, he was like a legendary racist. Yeah, right? he was He was an all-time racist. I don't know. What's he up to today? You probably lost a, a governor's race a couple weeks ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's going through the slump, and John Leguizamo, like, uh, makes Ellen Barkin give him an interview and in this interview it's revealed all this stuff comes out about the number and that gets in Robert De Niro's head as he's descending into madness like right. that's what's happening oh my god that's why my team is losing but the problem is Benicio is on a fucking streak and yeah. Benicio and it, they, they might even be winning and like uh, De Niro's whole thing is like it's, it's for the team it's for the team but it's, it's not for the team like this guy was on the team first and he's been better like well, fuck the new guy yeah. well, He's cl- that's cl- I mean, he's clearly obsessed with only was at the yes. end. The end thing specifically yes. mm-hmm. makes it. But that's what's they never really set up what that was, though, because mm-hmm. he talks about like how he's followed him from the minor leagues or whatever. Yeah. So what is I mean, yeah, he's clearly in love with him or, yeah. you know, he's just obsessed. But like what started that? What was the deal? Sure. Why is it continued all through his career? Because, yes, he's like a, he's like a, a lifelong Dodgers fan in or a, a Giants fan insofar as he like, lives in the he Bay just area. lives there. But like uh they do mention though that he is a transplant from the Bronx. Yes. yes. Uh because you you'd have to be. You're Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah. You just don't Can't sound like that. that living in San Francisco your whole life. Well that that's what uh what what's that movie? Blue Jasmine purports that's fucking got like Max Casella running around and like fucking <laughs> uh what's his name? Uh Bobby Cannavale. And they're like, Yeah, we're from fucking San Francisco over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's somewhere You wanna see here? little fucking feet of manatees or what? <laughs> It's it's so funny they have to mention that he's from the Bronx. It's like it's like kindergarten cop. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in Austria as a boy. Yeah. Well, you got to cover it up somehow. Somehow, got to throw it away. Um, yeah, I mean, a- his accent is is almost stronger than Arnold's. Actually, in it a way. is. You're right. <laughs> it's less. You got to address it at some point. So since he's in this slump, uh, John Leguizamo, who has turned away Ellen Barkin's request for an interview, sure. is uh, you know he said to her like, "Oh, you're off." the list and blah 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 so then Leguizamo's like hey how about that interview to which she says uh oh I thought we were off I was off your list and then 
Leguizamo replies with Schindler has a list, yeah, not me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That oh, that's <laughs> real nice. You know what, dude? If you want to reference a Steven Spielberg movie that came out last year, let's start and end with fucking Jurassic Park. <laughs> also, you could have just said Santa. <laughs> exactly. Um, in this scene, uh, or in one of these scenes, Anyone else notice uh, that uh, Ellen Barkin's chomping down on some nacho cheese Doritos? Yes. yes. I did not. Is that the only this. time that you think Ellen Barkin's ever eaten Doritos? Uh, I think maybe. once once before, like at a party, and then she like she took a bite and realized it was like, oh my God, what am I? No. Like, it was like a mistake. <laughs> like, what no. are these Doritos? <laughs> she was like, oh my God, am I at a common house? And dropped it. She, she's, been, she's been in a lot of indie movies. That's, cra- that's most of craft services. Oh, I see yeah. what's okay. going on. Yeah. But it's also like, you notice what's weird though about these Doritos. And I don't know if they're just like 1996 Doritos or what the deal was. But like, did you notice? Because they were clearly just plain old nacho cheese Doritos. Sure, yeah. Yeah. The old school white bag, which was cool. We but call those the, daddy Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. Wait, wait. Cause... And you call yourself a Dorito daddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you better believe me. So does. you and you only want the white bags? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Wait. What? What about the white <laughs> no, bags? I don't know. Why are they daddy Doritos? Because it's got the old white that's, bag. Well, that's that's the that's the granddaddy of them all, man. Right. The nacho right. cheese. Is that on like? Oh, you mean just nacho the, cheese? The, the, the oh. style. The first. Yeah. I think you, the, you meant the vintage label. Like I'm gonna buy chips the, off of eBay. Eric, Eric, the damn paterfamilias. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're right. You're but right. You're right. and then it, it, well, the, right. the mommy Dorito is the cool ranch, and they <laughs> fucked, and then they—that's how you get your uh, the, the spicy sweet, sweet chili. chili. Sweet chili. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm a baby boy. <laughs> I love those babies. Oh, man. I, no, see, yeah. I see I the see. glow of that purple yeah, bag, dude. dude the oh, fucking shit. veal of Doritos. I guess, I guess I'm just. <laughs> I guess I'm just a shitty middle child then, and I just like Cool Ranch. All right, no, Mama's you, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These Doritos, though, we're told are the nacho cheese Doritos. Uh huh. They're. I don't know. We're just making them differently nowadays, man. Because these Doritos are not orange by any stretch. They're of the very yellow. Well, again, well, but the problem is, we're again, we're on Mars. We're in a fucking Tony Scott movie. Your rods and cones are all fucked up. You can't tell orange from fucking red. You got someone talking to you during the movie. <laughs> are you sure it wasn't your dog? <laughs> Well, I was on my mail route at the time. <laughs> yes. So yes, so uh, he does give the interview, and that's when Wesley Snipes. Uh, I'm sorry, that's when Robert De Niro understands that he has something to do. So he starts following around Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes, and it, it's a shitty strip club. It's a shitty strip club in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, there's pool. It's not even like a a night like in Big Fan when Pat mm-hmm. Oswalt follows his his hero around they wind up at like super, some su- upscale super expensive strip club that makes sense yeah this is like a fucking dive bar in the middle of the day and Benicio and his boys are there and Wesley Snipes is trying to make a, a move or something I, he's trying to like you know it's like maybe if I can't get this accomplished in the locker room maybe I'll get this accomplished in a social well, situation he wants to bargain him down essentially like he's yeah. the guy said I want $500,000 for the number he yeah. says how about about 50 grand or yeah, something yeah, like that and i'm like why yeah. why would he ever do this are no. you out of your fucking mind you're lucky it's that cheap yeah, but you don't, the last place you go if you're an athlete is a fucking strip club in the middle of the day you're just going to be hounded you know but what i mean here's like the thing though it's like not even 
it's not even like the strip club is the main thing. Like yeah. it's, it's first and foremost yeah. a shitty bar exactly. with a pole. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bad pool table. There's a fucking fat guy behind the bar giving mm. you warm beer. Like this is not a place where they should be hanging out, especially because goons and super fans like Robert De Niro himself can get to you. My favorite Wesley Snipes acting in this entire movie, which is saying something is when he gives, uh, De Niro comes up to him in this scene. He's like, hey, uh, Mr. Rayburn, I'm a, and he just puts his hand up oh. and walks by. And like, yeah, it is just a great moment of physical comedy. It's so great. And then so De Niro winds up like, he's like taking a shit or something. And then like, <laughs> he's going to take a shit. He doesn't get to. Well, yeah. he's stuck in the stall. I had a bunch stall. of Daddy Doritos on the way. <laughs> he's stuck in the stall while uh, uh, Benicio and, and Wesley are having this argument in the bathroom that then turns into this fight. And like yes. the whole time, he's just like, ooh, I could get caught in this bathroom stall. <laughs> ooh. But he hears all this information like about the number and blah, blah, blah. So he gets this like inside scoop or whatever. Yeah, and uh, Benicio is playing this guy like straight from Mexico or something. And like it's a very like this is what's happening in the MLB these days like because everyone's like oh this guy doesn't even speak english oh my god <laughs> could you believe this guy doesn't even speak english thought this was america's mm. game god damn it on that tip can i circle back to the music oh because please. while de niro gets all the rolling stones and, like, I wanna and that uh well no that's mostly the kids actually <laughs> um but um I, so whenever oh, it, it's just like so like like whenever Wesley Snipes is talking and they need a song over it, it's a rap song. Yeah. Whenever, oh, sure. whenever the movie shifts to talk about Primo, uh, it's like Gypsy Kings and Santana. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like really ridiculous, and it's like on a dime. You can oh, track it the whole yeah, movie. Like during his big s- streak, there's like it's it's that sad Santana song, yeah. and like everyone feels bad about it. I'm like, the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, it's uh, on the nose and lazy. So this prompts De Niro, he, he witnesses the scuffle to commit a murder that he would be promptly arrested for, like, so quickly. Oh. It makes no sense that he gets away with this. It's a murder in public, in the middle of the day! Of a celebrity! Like, you know what I mean? Like, So he follows... Mark David Chapman did not get far, <laughs> is all I'm saying. By Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah, Al, if Al Bundy was a serial killer... That's what he. That's what this guy is. So, and you're telling me he just perfectly all he wiped down the whole thing. No fucking hair anywhere. It's so outrageous. And that you know, this is why we also need, like, he has to kill the bulldog at some point yes, beforehand. Yes. Like that's like the first thing he maybe because we see at one point the bulldog go, does go to his car. There's a bunch of like knife holes in it, and the knife is sticking out of his like sports and, car. And, and he would speed holes in here. Would definitely <laughs> not call the police. Yeah, they would definitely not arrest him. Yeah, or hey, come police department, camp. I definitely know who did this. Uh, if you could just come by, that would be great. <laughs> you could just uh, take the prints off the fucking knife. And they're like, oh, this guy's got like six restraining orders against him from his ex-wife and Tim. Got it. You know yep. what I mean? Like, that's yep. all you need. Uh, well, Tim didn't have the courage to put his name oh, on the restraining order was the thing. Oh, um, oh, so he, he follows Benicio Del Toro into this sauna. And, you know, he's trying to, like, talk to him or whatever, and it goes south immediately, and he stabs him right in the thigh, right in that carotid artery there. Uh, Is that your carotid artery? Whatever. The thing in your thigh, there's an artery there. If you you nick it, you bleed out immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what happens 
whilst the Rolling Stones are still playing, I believe. Oh, nice. Is it the Stones at this point? Uh, no, that's Nine Inch Nails. This is Nine Inch Nails. Oh, 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 you're we right. We want to fuck everybody at this point. That's right, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and the screen turns blood red, uh-huh. and Benicio like just kind of falls asleep on this bench. And well, they then, have this moment. like He doesn't even say anything. They have this, like, oh, man, I guess I'm dead. Yeah. I would be cursing this guy out in every way yeah, that I could. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, the uh, w- the words "fucking loser" would be just repeated. Exactly. I would be screaming them as and hard then as I can. After, <laughs> I guess somewhere in this scene, we'll find out later that yeah. he takes a trophy like a true serial killer. Yeah, cuts off the uh, like the brand or the tattoo or whatever the brand of, of the eleven of, of eleven. Yeah, get his number back. And like, yeah, man, like that would take forever. And they, they're like, when? Yeah, it's perfectly done. Well, I guess it is a good knife. It's a good knife. Yeah, you could, it's well you could done. shave hair. He Pro- needs to be making probably all a sorts Damascus of... weld. Is what I'm guessing. Do you think he? Oh, do you think Jesus. he took some of his ass hair too? Some primo's <laughs> ass hair. He <laughs> needs to be making like knife jokes while killing people. Yeah. yeah. Like I need the, I need this movie to up the percentage of which it feels like I'm watching Doctor Giggles. <laughs> By like twenty to thirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make all these knife puns because he's making knife puns, but not whilst killing people. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he says things like, uh, 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 you know, she's like, "Oh, you just missed him." You're, and he says like, "Oh, my timing's not too sharp. Yeah. Let me get to the point." Yeah, and all stuff like that. Like you got to be saying that stuff while you're butchering a man in a sauna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I want- what I want. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, he walks out of this uh, uh, sauna after fucking cutting up this body, pristine clothing, not mm-hmm. a drop of blood. Oh, yeah. No, Did he, he turn looks- into Dexter in there? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Oh, then I would have turned it off and not watched it anymore. Yeah, that would have been the right move. Well, there'd be a lot of unnecessary first-person narration that you don't want. That's <laughs> why I stopped watching mm-hmm. it. Um, and so he kills him, and then uh, Wesley Snipes gets, like, a boon back. You know what I mean? He's doing better. Uh, Bobby Rainburn is. He's, like, doing better. Right. Uh, There's a brief thing that doesn't really come to anything, but there are definitely sports fans in Candlestick Park holding up banners accusing him of murder. Murder. Oh yeah, that should also kind of be a thing that could happen in the movie. You yes, get a police yes. detective on the case. He's investigating Wesley Snipes. He's getting a little too close. They cut out the most interesting part of the movie. The most interesting part would be the investigation into fucking Primo's death. Totally. And they go from him being dead <laughs> to them being like, "Oh, this is we just laid to rest." Fucking and there, I guess the yeah. case is closed. Well, this- also, yeah, we don't even know that his arm was cut up. You know what I mean? Like, oh my yeah, god, the no eleven. That, that's that. That's 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 motive for Rayburn. You know exactly. What I mean? All we have is like a moment of silence at Candlestick Park, and then in that same game, Bobby Rayburn hits a home run, and this just shows you how fucking shitty and with the fucking wind sports fans are. He's beloved once again. They're like, oh, that fucking dead Mexican guy? Whatever, that guy hit a home run. But Ruffalo and Anthony Edwards, they know what's going on, and they're ready for him. (laughs) That'd be great if you just cut to outside Anthony. It's like an old-ass Anthony Edwards, and he's just sitting against a car. Mm -hmm. Where are my animal crackers? (laughs) But there is a great line where, like, even the locker room turns against him. Like, we're all wearing number 11 now. <laughs> Fuck face. That's that, like, oh, hey, that man, <laughs> yeah. I'm just as upset about this guy we all knew that got murdered as everybody yeah, else. you killed him. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, you killed him. That's what makes, like, Wesley's character in this movie is so sympathetic because it's like, this dude is just getting dumped on. All he wanted was the number. <laughs> like, yeah, he's a flashy athlete, whatever, but all he wanted was this number. Now someone else murdered this dude, and all these guys are like, Fuck that. Bet you're happy that guy got butchered dude huh it's like not really 
But there's nothing you can say. There's no. nothing you can say to, you know, but then it just comes to nothing because he hit a home run. And even the team then is just like, this guy's amazing. And they're dumping Gatorade on him and whatever. So this brings us to sort of like the end of the movie, which is where things get really improbable and crazy. Uh, De Niro's flat, flat out stalking uh, Rayburn at this point. Uh, and he sees he's living. A, he, Bobby Rayburn lives on the beach like Mel Gibson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, clearly on a private beach, by the way. Oh, yeah. sure. And his in a house in a house. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were you talking about actual Mel Gibson or <laughs> I, was talking, <laughs> I, was, I was talking about rigs? Yeah, yeah. That was that was a what a mobile home, right? A mobile yes. home, yeah. That's a nice one. It's, 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 it's one I would take. Spacious. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. And out there, out, out west, you're gonna worry. You don't have to worry got, about weather at all. Got a nice elevated bed in there, man. That's, <gasps> God, you never great. see that. Right. You must have put a lot of money in. It's that. the bathroom, though. That's the problem. Is the yeah. bathroom yeah. in the mobile home? You just feel like you're shitting on an airplane all the time, and I just can't handle yeah. it. Well, dude, if you live on the beach like that, you just fucking dig a hole. <laughs> Yes. That's true. The whole I would beach you know is your toilet. And then by the end of the year, you're just you get a shit. shit from the beach, no, my friend. <laughs> great idea. No, no, no. Here's what you do. Here's how you trick the system. Okay. Yeah. You go you, you go swimming every morning and you just take a fucking dump in the ocean. <laughs> exactly, dude. Do- shit in the ocean, man. The fish will help you out. It's perfect. It's the perfect dude, crime. No witnesses. <laughs> no, the surfers are like, oh man, it's that guy. Everybody out of the water. Oh, here he comes. Must be 845. <laughs> Mel Gibson with a newspaper under his arm walking <laughs> into the ocean. I mean that's fine for solid turds, but when you're di- a diarrhea, it's like that fu- the first the first kill in Jaws. <laughs> oh man, he had Korean barbecue last night. Everybody hit the shore. That's that's the problem. I'm sure there are nice bathrooms in mobile. Homes. But what I'm saying is sure. It's a private beach, and De Niro's stalking him, and he sees that his kid goes under. Uh, and he the water whilst swimming under the water while swimming, and actually jumps in and saves the kid's life. So now, like, what's up? Like, oh my god, thank God! He's like, what were you doing here? He's like, oh, I was just walking by and I saw it. It's like, now nah, already you got it. You're a celebrity. You yeah. got to be like, what's? And he says, what's your name? And he's like, uh, Curly. It's like, all right, this guy's giving me an alias. Yeah, my friends call me Curly. No thanks. Yeah, where are his three bodyguards? Mm-hmm. Yep. Please, can somebody tell me? Exactly. Big sports star. Uh, as of last week, was kind of suspected of murder. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And also, yeah, a murderer of your teammate is on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so lazy, this mm-hmm. writing. So, yeah, he's like, hey, total stranger mm-hmm. calling himself Curly. <laughs> Why not come into my house for a little while? I'm Curly and I'm on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? I just took a shit on the beach. I, I saved your son. How'd you yeah. save my son? Well, I was going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is when you give this guy like a $50 bill. You know, you know, what, Curly, you're right in my book. Or maybe like, hey, Curly, I'll, I'm buying you dinner somewhere else. Off-site. Like, That's yeah. an yeah, off-site yeah, yeah. dinner. Absolutely. Like, I'm um, you and I are going to go to dinner tomorrow night at this really public restaurant. Yeah, uh, you know what, Curly? I'm going to find the busiest restaurant in San Francisco, and we're going to sit in the direct middle of the restaurant, <laughs> surrounded by all the other customers. And you can buy him like a big fat TV or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you oh, really sure. treat t- Curly right, but you don't bring Curly into your house because he's no. just named Curly, and he's right in front of your private uh, beach and, home. And you're you're a professional athlete. You definitely have this downtime. Just be hanging out with this fifty <laughs> year old lunatic. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the baseball season, man. You got 162 games. Also, that's a weird thing. This team is never going on the road. No, yeah, no. exactly. 
What is oh, that man. about? You know that, that it would be so much better if they're playing like in Chicago or somewhere. And he's yeah. there. And he's there, dude. Yeah. That, it would be chilling. He's yeah. taking his fucking murder van across the country. Well, yes. And he has That's disguises something. like John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm always going to go back to John Malkovich and in line of fire. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, well, because that's a, that's a good way to stalk people. That's, that yes, character that's a had it down. Right there. Now it's been a while since I've seen that. He didn't. He didn't use a knife. He used a plastic gun. Plastic gun that invention. he made himself. <laughs> but what were the disguises? Uh, like he would like put a lot uh, of wigs. A lot of wigs. <laughs> like well, that's teeth, the easy like one. Dentures, like to make your teeth. Look yeah, he's good. got so, fucked up teeth. Oh wow, to like look like a, teeth. Make, uh, make yourself look like a vampire. And like, <laughs> <laughs> scary. And like he put on, I think he has like a gir- like a girdle in the All last right. one. No, we don't see John Malkovich. Just a couple of vampires. <laughs> Coast oh, no. is clear. The undead's trying to murder the president. No, I guess it's okay. They just told me they're lobbyists. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, that's Udo Kier. <laughs> You're gonna sip on my boiling blood. <laughs> Hope it's not too hot for you, goddamn vampire assassin. Why didn't he ever fight vampires? Clint Eastwood oh. versus vampires. Oh, yes. He yeah, breaks dude. a chair over their backs, and that's making steaks. Get out of my coffin. Because <laughs> <laughs> this vampire hunter would sleep in his own coffin. Mm-hmm. Gotta know the enemy. Or, or you, you do like a, you do like a, it's, he's old, it's like Gran Torino. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's accidentally buried alive or something. <laughs> And then vampires show up or something. I was, gonna, I, I, I was thinking more of like he's... It writes itself. He's clearly the mummy versus the vampire. Oh, right. oh, there you go. Oh, wow. They canceled the Dark Universe, by the way. Oh, oh really? Oh, really? Oh, no. That's the second time they canceled that franchise. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep doing it. Do you think Russell Crowe's bummed about that? Because no. he was yeah. like Dr. Dude, Jekyll, wasn't he? played he? Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> you don't see Hyde in that movie, or at least no. not. Maybe I, I did fall asleep. Doesn't... <laughs> I think he has like a, a, a jaw thing, like in Winter's Tale. I think he does something like that. Uh, like I didn't see. Like it, his no. jaw gets bigger. He's like, I'm Hyde. I'm <laughs> a big monster too. Well, he becomes like a monster teeth, and like oh. he, yeah. Oh, I guess you, you you slept all through the hiding. I think. So um, he's like, hey man, Curly, why don't you come in my house? I'll give you some new clothes. You're wet, which kind of makes sense a little bit. And I'll get you a beer or something. And it's like, kind of great because it forces Robert De Niro to wear Zubaz pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he steals what, like his old Atlanta jersey. Yeah. And he's like putting it under this jacket that Wesley Snipes gives him. And then like, because like, De Niro's now a I'm dressing in his clothes. Oh, yeah, man. He's, it's kind of weird, though, because when he comes like downstairs, Wesley Snipes looks and he. The thought from the character is definitely like, oh, he took that jacket? Uh, yeah. But it's this weird, like, well, I saved your kid. Can yeah. I have this? It's just a jacket. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, it looks good on you, man. Like, and again, Wesley Simpson's doing very well being, like, creepy, creeped out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And he's like, hey, man. They start drinking a bit together. They're playing pool. Robert De Niro lies. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't follow baseball, really, which is, like, bullshit. Like, all right, yes. now you're lying again, Curly. Get but, out of my house. <laughs> but then he immediately starts, like, dropping baseball knowledge, and there's no moment where Wesley Snipes is like, I thought you said you didn't like baseball. To the point of which it's like, we have to go outside now, and I got to show you my pitching. He yeah. says he played for a little bit in the majors before he threw out his arm, and then Wesley Snipes also makes some connection did I read this wrong? That like De Niro's father was a so and so in baseball because doesn't he say something about like he, yes? He's no, like well, curly, the, curly, curly, blah blah blah. The curly senior thing I think is a callback to something 
uh, earlier, like some history of like somebody who had played for the Giants before or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, so it's it's a nickname. It's not like a yeah. relative. Oh, I see. Okay, but I I I, I, I honestly does say it gets that muddled. was my old man, and mm-hmm. that oh, is right. a lie. That is a lie. Um. Oh. Okay. Else? So. Okay. All right. I yeah. get. It. He's lying to him. Yes. The, the murderer is lying to him. Anyone else hear that part in the movie when they said to, to open your stove and put your head inside the oven? Did anyone else? Did anyone else? Did anyone you know else what? put their headphones on? I, that that part I did. Turds. Get. Listen, <laughs> no. fucking turds. You're gonna go back. I will fucking show you after we're done recording this, and your fucking fat faces will be red. I tried it, but my oven's electric. Just made a lot of buzzing. Yeah, I did. I needed, singed your hairs yeah, a little bit. I was trying to gas myself. <laughs> Didn't work. Couldn't even electrocute yourself. Mm-hmm. No. And the cat's trying to get in there. Like, get out of your cat. Exactly. Um, at this point, like Wesley Snipes does get creeped out. Uh, th- they have this conversation where, and Wesley Snipes is like, he's like, hey, how? He's he's asking, like, how did you get over your slump? And he, he wants him to say because uh, Primo died. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, I just realized. When Primo died, I realized I don't give a shit about this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just a silly game. Right. And I stopped caring. You know, my, my stance got looser or whatever. Like, he becomes more and more aggressive. He, like, he almost hits him with a fastball kind yeah, of a thing. Yeah, he starts doing a little head hunting. Mm-hmm. He opens up the jacket. He's got the jersey on. And, he's, and Wesley Snipes finally puts two in. He goes, you know what, man? I'm going to go to bed. It's really early. Hey, uh, let me take my dog inside. You can find your way home, right? Bye. Yeah, c- come on in, dog Bradley. How this dog doesn't die in this movie, I was very shocked. I I thought that dog was going to be swallowed by the sea. (laughs) (laughs) And this shows you what a fucked up person I am. I was more upset about that than the kid dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that dog's going to get it. I mean, fuck that kid, but that dog's going to get it. (laughs) So um, this is when the thing happens. Robert De Niro somehow kidnaps the kid and steals Wesley Snipes' car after Wesley Snipes is on to him. Peels out in a Humvee. Yeah, but this you know how loud those fuckers are. (laughs) Well, dude, he is because this movie is very on the nose with its musical selections. He's blaring rap music Uh and brushing his teeth with a very loud electric toothbrush. Oh, right. So So clearly, (laughs) God damn it! Yeah, I fucking can't stand it. All the Rolling Stones in this movie. Oh. And this is because it's the 90s. Robert De Niro never did the post Dennis Hopper and Speed movie. Like a lot of a lot of older actors, like you're in the line of fire is yeah, kind of that. Right. Uh he never had that. This is as close as he gets, where he's like calling Wesley Snipes and taunting him a little bit. Just the tiniest bit, but then you realize like there's only about 30 minutes left in this movie. Sure. And you're like, oh, well, there's not much time for cat and mousing at this point. We try. Yeah. Like it's just too little too little too late. <laughs> it is. That's exactly what it is. So it's, he's got this kid, he calls up, and Wesley Snipes is like playing this appropriately. He's like, Hey man, what's going on, Curly? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Oh, we're going fishing uh-huh. and all this shit. And he's trying to get him to tell him like where he's going yeah. and blah blah blah, playing it very cool. Yeah, sure. But this is when you realize, or at least this is when I realized it, that like they're not going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. The ocean is over there. <laughs> they were already at the ocean. They're not going. Oh, my God. That's not the wallet inspector. I'm not seeing any poles in here. This is dangerous. <laughs> when did uh, they stop for bait? But this is when you realize that, like, Wesley is not really going to have that much of a hands-on yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, experience getting this kid back. And that means, like, no Wesley Snipes martial arts, no Wesley Snipes getting <sighs> yeah. a gun. This is when he gets into another car, gets into a sports car, and starts tearing up the streets trying to find his kid. Right. 
Yeah. And he's taken, he takes the kid to, the, so the whole movie he's referencing, Coop. Coop told me this. Coop uh, told me that. Coop was my catcher. The, ref, uh, you know, the relationship between a pitcher and catcher is sacred. Blah, 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 blah. Coop this, Coop that. He goes to like, he's like, where are we going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to take you to see my buddy Coop. And you're like, oh. Well, this is the dumbest kid in the universe. He's like, hey, man, this is a lot of fun. And he's like, yeah, isn't it? And he's like talking to him. He's talking to his dad on the phone threatningly. And the kid's like, doop-a-doo. But I he, love the Rolling Stones. Well, here's the thing, though, dude. It's like earlier that very day, yeah. this man saved your life. That's so fair, it's yeah. like, yeah. all right, you know, he saved me once. Then, it's not going to hurt and me. And then he gives you a, a dangerous weapon. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he's like, here's this knife. It's all for you. That's, 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 it's all for you, Sean. <laughs> it's all trust. That's all trust. Uh, and so then magically, there's like a team at Wesley Snipes' house. Yes. Uh, you know, like the FBI or whatever is there. And so we go to this, like, junkyard kind of and like, this dude opens the door and he's in like a security guard uniform and everything and he's like oh coop how's it going and this guy has no recollection mm. of robert de niro until he like says his name and all this stuff and you're like all right what's going on here and then it's just and this is all too brief it's like we're gonna play you know pitch and catch and you <sighs> gotta like hit you know coop's gonna catch for me and you gotta hit the ball and the whole time this guy's like People haven't called me Coop in years. He's like, I thought you'd be managing in the majors by now. Did anybody notice who this guy is? He's the guy from the thing. The thing. He, the guy with oh, the yeah. the crab head. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought for a quick second I thought it was Richard Mazur. Oh, right. Who's also in the thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> I didn't recognize this dude from the thing though. Uh, but the best part of this thing. Is like Coop is kind of cool with everything. Like he, he knows what's going on, but at first I'm like, is Coop cool with this? But we, we you realize yeah. Coop is trying to get the kids safe. But I'm like, Coop, you're riding shotgun to a class one felony right now, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, it is time to call the police. See, that would be an interesting turn, though. This dude's like, I told you not to bring him here. You're always bringing him here, <laughs> and then that that opens up this whole like yeah, history of child yeah. murder, yeah. and that would make more it. sense with this character, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, at one point, though, Wesley Snipes, it's somewhere around here, and I don't remember the circumstances, but this is where he, f- oh, no, because he's on the phone with them, yeah. and he's like, peep that freezer, and yeah. he opens the door, and he finds, like, skin off the top of pudding, this fucking brand, he's like, cut it off his arm, put it in the, a bag, and like, vacuum sealed it. And you know what, man? This has been in the sun all day while Robert De Niro's walking up and down the beach. It went <laughs> into true. the ocean with him at some point. <laughs> well, it's also... And it's like six days old. It's a piece of baseball it's- history. <laughs> Way, way more than fucking six days. (laughs) Yeah, this has been months. Yeah, that's true. Fucking hanging out in his house. We've got Benicio del Toro's rookie card and a piece of his arm with his branded taken by his killer. These things are in premium condition. They are both wrapped in foil. (laughs) The card is signed. The flesh is not. Oh man! They should get it. Robert De Niro should sign the flesh. Oh yeah, forge that signature. The, no, no, his own. His uh, own as the murderer. Signature. Yeah, I mean that on um, the the serial killer things. Oh, he su- sign his own work. Yeah, yeah oh, that, I see what you're you saying. Like O.J. Simpson. Exactly. It's a double <laughs> audience. It's a double audience. You got the crime nuts like Steve with all of his murder docs, and then you got the baseball fans. Yeah. It's, you know, you just gotta uh, find yeah. one that likes both. Okay. Uh, there's a lot out there, yeah. I bet. 
But the thing is, my favorite line of this movie is so he he lays it out for him. He's like, "Look, man, uh, you know, you 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 don't you don't trust anything anymore. You think you don't care, right? You don't care. You don't care." Yeah. And like, what's the sense? No, I care. I care. He's like, "Oh, you care so much. You better hit a home run for me tomorrow." And when you when when you hit it, you say that Gil it was for Gil Bernard. And if you don't, and if I see if that pitcher goes easy on you, I'm gonna kill your fucking kid. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, this movie. Where are we? <laughs> Who did so, I come so, here so, with? So he's kidnapping a kid and gonna threaten to murder him. Already murdered someone else. And the end plot, the end game is like a Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> it is. Thing. What weird perversion of Babe Ruth? It's the second time in this movie where Wesley Snipes <laughs> promises someone he's gonna hit a home run because that's what he does to the cancer kid. Yeah. It's straight out of Seinfeld. The, yeah, it was. The, it was the Seinfeld scene, except for taken seriously and directed by Tony Scott. <laughs> So Coop uh, does try and let the kid go. Uh, the kid gets away a little bit, and then uh, Robert De Niro promptly murders Coop. Oh, he beats him to death with a baseball bat. And I could have used a little more of this, to be quite honest. A little bit, and then, like, you know, he's saying all this shit, like, I thought you were going to be in the majors, blah, 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 blah. You could have been something, and this is, it's a fucking... We've got Gil Renard's bat here, people. This is the one that he did <laughs> use to murder his friend Coop. Everybody knows the story. It's baseball lore. <laughs> We have the catcher's outfit he wears at the end. This is all prime memorabilia because, by the way, the World Series has definitely been canceled because of the events of that movie. We have the half-eaten granola bar he was snacking on when he brought the kid back to his lair. His lair. <laughs> no one wanted to he see it. He has a lair. So I'm I... sorry. This is a fucking lair. This is the fucking penguin place. <laughs> it's a, it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What the dude drops, though, it's a really awesome bit of knowledge right here. He says, like, you know, you were my catcher, blah, blah, this, that, the other thing. And this dude's final words are something like, yeah, well, we were 12 years old. <laughs> it was Little League. Were and they he, in the Bronx at that time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Did they so both weird. go to yeah, whatever? What, yeah. Like, what? And I again, don't know enough about wait, wait, oh, Was he stalking Coop at first? Is that, <laughs> we got his taste for baseball stalking? <laughs> Yeah, and then they they they, they nicely dovetailed at the end there. Ah. So that that's the thing is he has to he has to hit a home run, and afterwards when he does, he has to say it was for Gil Renard and Gil Renard and blah blah blah, and like the whole SWAT team knows, but the pitchers for some reason like the other team can't know because if they if you know Robert De Niro says if he you know if they're giving up this home run for free, then you know he'll kill the kid anyway. But I mean, you could also kind of tell the pitcher and work it out with them, right? Like, well, yeah. But here's the other thing. I mean, yes, you definitely could. And tell the other manager, tell everyone in the stadium. Everybody should know what the situation is. However, the thing that they, I mean, I guess like Wesley Snipes couldn't anticipate this, but it's what's actually happening is you could totally just do it. Like, he could fucking lob it to him. It wouldn't yes. even matter yeah. because. All Robert De Niro is doing during this game is wandering around the stadium. He's not even paying attention yep. to the game. Yeah. All of this all this is happening, and it's this crazy, like, oh, there might be a rain delay. Oh, I hope the, the game doesn't get rained out. Like, all this shit. That drove me crazy, because, like, Wesley Snipes looks up and is like, oh, my God. Is it going to rain? Like, oh, yeah, a baseball player would never look at the weather before a game. I would never have a talk before the game. That's like the first thing you would need to know. Well, it? you know, I think you can make an exception when your son's been kidnapped by a maniac. No, 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 no. And shouldn't the rain de delay help 
Like it gives the police more time. Help the fucking Cubs, am I right? Yeah, it did help the Cubs. God bless it. <laughs> but I think the deal, though, is like if it... Because once you get that lightning in there, they're going to call the game. Uh, yeah, and yeah. if the game is called... Do the Giants know? The security know? Everybody Do knows. the Giants know? I feel like maybe... No. I think it's a need-to-know basis, man. Then why is yeah. Ellen Barkett on that list? This is the thing. And this is what doesn't She's make any sense. She's a media journalist. Her and fucking Leguizamo are barking orders at the police what? department. Like, you gotta fucking find this guy. And I was like, what? We don't even get the scene where oh, it's like, wait, all right. We didn't think of that. So we're gonna go find <laughs> yeah. him now. Well, yeah. If, <laughs> if you need to remind the guy who's on his phone, you know, seeing if the some lady on OK Cupid finally re- responded to his <laughs> "wanna fuck" message. It's like if you want ninety six. I guess I guess that's true. But the guy who's not paying attention yes. to anything, he ha- they have to reiterate it throughout the fucking movie. So yeah. what was OK Cupid in ninety six? Um, just fucking zines, dude. Yeah. The oh, back like personal zine. Yeah. Nice, dude. Fucking zine in and up. Yeah, so they were looking at a newspaper while watching this. But like Kurt Fuller is barking orders at these police officers. Where is the thing where it's like, all right, let's justify why it's necessary for you three to know what's going on right now. I mean, I guess it's just to have people like to be to like to Chris's point, like to remind the audience, but also like keep everyone invested and like, oh my god, it's raining now. How is he going to hit the home run? You know but, what I mean? Like, but then this doesn't make any sense though because then Robert De Niro calls in uh-huh. to Ellen Barkin. Yes, you can't call Michael K while he's <laughs> calling the Yankee game. Sure, you yeah. can call Michael K when he's doing the Michael K. Yep. Show, but you're not calling the fucking press booth at Yankee Stadium. It depends. Do you have any of the players' children on you at the time? <laughs> because then you're gonna get right yeah. through. You will get right through the phone er- screen. And early, remember earlier, he has the fucking phone number to the clubhouse. That's a bunch of horseshit. <laughs> yeah. He fucking just he. I think we missed the scene where he's just spending eternity dialing numbers, and he gets the fucking locker room. Even if you do have the number for the clubhouse, he's like, ah, yeah, uh, Giants clubhouse. What do you want? And he's like, uh, I want to talk to your number one star, Bobby Rayburn. He's like, who's calling? He's like, uh, a friend. All right, coming right up. Like, dude, you just lost your job. I don't know who you are who answered the phone. You just lost yeah, that job. Yeah, this screenplay needs to justify that with Lou, the clubhouse receptionist, getting fired. In that situation, not only you, but your wife and your child are also losing their jobs wherever they may be. <laughs> he lost his paper route because he handed the phone to Wesley Snipes. You're fired, Timmy, because your father picked up the fucking phone. <laughs> A friend, really, Timmy? He said a friend and he gave it to him? Oh, here's the other thing. And this is what you need for this movie to continue to be thrilling. Because he's on the phone and he's hiding somewhere in Candlestick Park. Yeah. Which is stupid. (laughs) But he calls Ellen Barkin and he's like, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And she's like, are you here right now? Where are you? Can you see me? And she's trying to play it off. you know. Right. But here's what you want, though, to like keep that excitement up, man. Like keep my energy going. She gets shot in the fucking head (laughs) and he's got a sniper rifle. Sure. And he Uh, snipes her right into the uh, press box. Or Kurt Fuller. You know what? Kurt Fuller's right there. He could totally get his, like, Kurt Fuller goes to the bathroom. He gets his throat cut. Yes, I love Kurt Fuller, but those buns are expendable. You (laughs) murder that man. uh, You shave that ass hair. I think there's a murder. (laughs) that there's, happens off screen there's an off screen this, there definitely is the umpire yeah the umpire oh, is right. killed off screen he right. takes the umpire's 
uh, clothing. Right. He goes yeah. out there and starts calling the game. So where is the umpire? Oh, no, I saw that. That was in The Naked Gun. That's, <laughs> that's where that scene's it's in. Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Speaking of No, OJ no, it's Simpson. probably in Andrew's, you know, The Whisperer's Cut. <laughs> the Whisperer's Cut. You fucking pigs. <laughs> Did they say anything there about the umpire? The umpire went to get a sandwich. <laughs> he had to go home early. He had diarrhea. <laughs> so, so he does. Uh, he does kill this uh, umpire during the phone call. By the way, uh, he says, "Yeah, you know, like, hey, where do you have uh, Bobby's kid hanging out?" He's like, "Well, if he doesn't hit the home run, they're gonna find him at the big uh, the, the stadium in the sky. Stadium in the sky, which actually winds up being a real place." I feel like that's a thing that Ellen Barkin, as like San Francisco's sports maven, should know exactly what yeah. he's talking and about, or, and like give her something to do in this last scene. Is like I figured it out or something. And I don't know like the history of San Francisco sports stadiums, but I think in the movie they make it. They say something about like, oh, the stadium in the sky—that's the site of the old stadium yes, or whatever. Yes. So I feel like. You have to get that instantly. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah. the most obvious clue ever. He wants to get the kid found. So uh, he uh, Wesley Snipes goes up. There's been a couple of rain delays. And it's like, oh, my God, is he going to get... Because it wants to be a sports movie, too. Like, not just, just like a real deal sports movie. But it doesn't... I mean, in this instance, though, it, it's not like it's the World Series. It's not even like, you know, like champ, the division playoffs or anything. It's just a game. And the outcome of it... Is for, life in, in or this, death. Well, in this situation, yeah, but for the for everyone else that's not Wesley Snipes, it's just another day at the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. it's not even like uh, for the love of the game. Kelly Preston isn't even involved. You know, she's not like <laughs> at the other end hoping that he pitches a perfect game. Yeah, there's no you perfect game know. on the line. <laughs> you do never know what Kelly Preston's up to. Uh, but then, totally, I don't know which came first, this movie or this episode of Seinfeld. I don't remember when yeah. this whole thing takes place, but it's. Kind of the same thing here, too, because what he winds up going for is an inside-the-park home run, and yeah. that's the same thing. Like, Paul O'Neill does that, and the kid's like, no, 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 not inside the park. It's got to be over the wall. Yeah, exactly. He hits it. He goes. He does get an inside-the-park home run. When he gets to home plate, he gets called out, even though he's safe, and he's arguing with the umpire. Whoops, it happens to be Robert De Niro. And there's, like, a big scuffle at home plate. I think one of the Giants gets stabbed, stabbed at this yeah, point. Absolutely. I think the fat guy gets it. Oh, is it him? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Parkins. <laughs> William Hookins. <laughs> Batting ninth is William Hookins. Second now baseman. I'm a baseball player. <laughs> so, like, there's one dude dead. And, and this is so dumb. Like, everybody, like, Wesley Snipes is like, everybody back off. Uh-huh. It's just me and him. Robert De Niro is just in this big, fat umpire uniform he looks ridiculous all the police are on on the on the mound at this point as well just like everybody's just like waiting to see how this plays out like no 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 no. let's see where this goes <laughs> and they're letting it happen until robert de niro takes a, a knife and it's like golden eye he's gonna fucking throw it right at him it's gonna hit dr doke right in the head. <laughs> this whole scene Makes no sense. No, it makes of course, I mean, this movie. Zero well, sense. Well, okay, so he has he has the knife and he's waiting, and then he's about to pitch it at Wesley Snipes and kill him, and they blow him away yeah. when they could have 
the minute he took the knife out, shoot out his legs, yeah. and then fucking ask him where he put the fucking well, I, kid. I don't know if you've ever taken a police course, Chris, but you have to shoot somebody 140 <laughs> times if they pose oh, a threat. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. What are you, crazy? <laughs> but then, actually, though, then Wesley Snipes is pissed because he's like, uh, my kid's my dead. Kid? <laughs> you just killed my kid. Thank you very much. And then another totally improbable thing. They're like, oh, yeah, the big stadium in the sky. It's the old stadium site or whatever. Let's go. And, of course, Wesley Snipes, you can be the first one into the sure. building. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it trips the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Daniels' face. Oh, crap. <laughs> Does he have, is his final words all crap in that movie? I just think he stares like, ah. No, like, no, yeah. doesn't he have no, a yeah, line? Just, you think that, and I, I think that right. too. Because oh, we but say it, that exactly. Him. But I feel like it's just him going like mother, but like not saying it. <laughs> like, if he did a high pitched mother, that would be a good one. Just imagine like the face he makes when they told him the newsroom was canceled. <laughs> That's about what it was. <laughs> So they find this kid, and he's totally fine, and it's this weird, crazy man shack where, like, there's tons of clippings of Wesley Snipes everywhere. A lot of bobbleheads, which freaked me out. Bobbleheads in general freaked me out. A bunch sitting in a box together, bobbling seemingly for no reason. We wake up at night, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) We live, and we walk around. I will tell you what is most unconvincing is there is not a sex doll with Wesley Snipes' face. Yeah, you're totally right. We are missing. Excellent point. <laughs> Keith Moon is tied up in the back. <laughs> was he alive in 96? No, he's long no, dead. He is long he dead. Is long dead. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe that's a, the yep. decomposed body of Keith <laughs> oh, Moon. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's got Jimmy Hoffa in one of the, mm-hmm. in one of the closets. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then, I mean, yeah, he's dead. The kid's back. Everybody's safe. Sure. We play like some bullshit like song that doesn't. It's not. It's not even the Stones, man, or N.I.N. either. Yeah. I don't no. remember what it is. I don't recall. No. It no, should. It's, you know, it's something. It should be something like. Well, because like the 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 old white. It should guys, be I love L.A. If we're doing the if we're gonna go for the full naked gun ending, let's do it. Or, this is San Francisco. Oh, so. that's true. Could. Trent Reznor cover "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Oh, I would be- love that. Actually, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> and definitely at some point in there i, I want to fuck you has to go in at some point somewhere between the peanuts and the fucking well, crack. i should end thing. with like you know are you going to san francisco yeah man one of those piece of shit hippie songs do one of those <laughs> Fucking that unlistenable garbage folk music. Or get uh, the Hurley Gurley man going at the end. <laughs> Make it go full Zodiac. Yeah, with it. totally. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get some Donovan in there for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know what? Are we playing Donovan or are we not playing let's Donovan? The answer is let's that, play Donovan. Was it Donovan, the Atlantis song? Do you I ever hear know. that song? Uh, no. Come on, Chris. No, <laughs> why am fucking, I being the. Because it's, it's you're, you're a music man. Okay. And <laughs> it's, it's like. We open on Atlantis. It's like a fucking like oh, whole those, production yeah. of a oh, song. Oh God, yeah, that might be, be Moody Blues. No, <laughs> I know my Moody Blues. All right, what makes no sense? And I, I, you look away for two seconds with this movie, and then you're like totally confused. But it's like we're ending the way we started with all those bullshit pictures of like supposedly Robert De Niro playing baseball as a kid, and it keeps getting closer and closer and closer to something. And I looked away, and when I looked back at the television, it was this like black and white blob on the screen, uh-huh. 
And they were so far zoomed in, I was like, are those supposed to be eyes? And then it just cut to credits. Yeah. It's supposed to be him like when the, he was young. Close, close, it close. It was like when he he made the winning touchdown or fucking hit the home run or whatever <laughs> the fuck. a touchdown. Because <laughs> he's in, Al Bundy. I'm sorry. Every time ba- I think well, about him. A it's touchdown ju- in baseball. <laughs> But it's so weird, though, because they get so close. You're, like, looking at his pores. But I missed, like, a couple of zooms. (laughs) Yeah. So it just... I was like, I don't understand what the last image of this movie is. You don't want to come in in the last zoom like that. No, you can't. It's it's bad form. Mm -hmm. They're not even playing the Rolling Stones out. No. It's some fucking garbage. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, Wesley Snipes doesn't have a lot to uh, to do in this movie, and I was thoroughly disappointed. Would anybody recommend this movie? Uh, I would not. It's kind of nuts. It's a curio, I would say. Like, if you're into weird Robert De Niro performances, you could do a lot worse. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, He's pretty good in this movie. It's pretty spooky stuff, but it's kind of... A waste of time. It's it's. I mean, it's definitely it's Tony Scott, so yeah. it's kind of fun. Well, it, it's bloated as well. That's yeah, another yeah. thing with Tony Scott movies. And but like, I think it's definitely it's a light recommend, I guess, because it is ridiculously wrongheaded and the script is fucking garbage. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think De Niro actually is in it. Like he he's actually connecting with the character, which yeah. is probably not great. Um, <laughs> but it's 1996. I think this might be like one of the last times it's happened. Well, because Meet the Parents was really the thing. That was the thing that killed it, and that was 99 or uh, 2000. Uh, it was like 2000 or 2001, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and that's when that's when I think it ended. That's when he stopped caring. But that's like he's good in that because yeah. that's what he's supposed to be doing. But then that just became the cartoon copy of everything else. Yeah. Like yeah. after that, it made a, bi- a bajillion dollars. Everything so. after that is I have nipples too, Greg. Like that's <laughs> well, that's his acting career. I will say this is also probably his most like for me. This is like his most upsetting performance. Like every Scorsese movie, like all those fucking evil fuckers. <laughs> Don't hold a candle to this. This actually creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even I... Max Cady, really? Oh my god, a, a cuddly bear <laughs> as wow. compared to this guy. This guy is a, a, this guy fucking creeps me out so hard. Wow. All right. I would recommend it. I Ooh. thought it was it was it kept my attention. It's crazy. It's yeah. it's it's just an insane. It's not good. <laughs> I don't like this movie. I was watching it for Wesley Snipes, and he's barely in it. So if you're watching this movie because you're doing something called Snipes Giving, yeah. it's a bit of a bummer. I do think they're both good in it, though. It's just like everything else around it. Well, the recipe is terrible. Off. The recipe's off. Well, like it, the 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 products are all there. They're the right people are in the right places. <laughs> it's just like this fucking script. Is so stupid and so, so wrongheaded. Speaking of recipe, yes. what dish in the Snipes Giving table would <laughs> oh, this be? That's a good call. Uh, you know, for me, this is what it would be because I thought this movie was going to be one thing and it was something else. Uh-huh. This is when you think you're going to get like the awesome canned cranberry sauce, yeah, and you take Ooh. a big honking spoonful and someone's like made their own, yeah, and you're totally let down. <laughs> Well, people go out of their way on that. Some people will be like, oh, my God, it's the can. For some reason, that's where we all fucking separate as a nation. Yeah. yeah. I, I go for the can stuff myself. But, yeah, I, I would put this the same way as, like, it's like an image. You expect, like, your mom's great mashed potatoes, but it's, like, the imitation kind. Oh, God, oh. You, you bit into a, a big spoonful of Hungry Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you can't bring Hungry Jack to a goddamn Thanksgiving. I, no, I would ask you to leave. <laughs> I would say this is the stuffing because I actually enjoyed watching it enough. 
and it's mostly just bread. It's, it's overstuffed. <laughs> yes. Got it. Oh, I like it. Uh, I like uh, it. No, I'm, I'm with the stuffing. I like that one. Okay. I'll, I'll agree. Wait, so do, are you saying also cranberry sauce? Well, you... I was saying imitation mashed potatoes. Oh, right, the mashed potatoes, excuse yeah, so me. We, we, we're all, we're like we're the box-dried shit? Yeah, exactly, the, the <laughs> fucking flakes. You're oh, the flakes. flakes. Oh, you're just eating dandruff with water in it. <laughs> you know what? All you need to do is fucking crush a potato and put milk on it. That's that's the recipe. No, no you'll get potato water and like it. <laughs> because it's all about time management, yeah. dude, and everybody's like, bam, mashed potatoes, but it takes a while to boil those potatoes. Sure it does. And nobody allots the proper time, and it's like, fuck it, Hungry Jack. You got to peel them. <laughs> there's also butter involved, I mm-hmm. think. So. Man, leaving the skin on the potato oh, for that's mashed the potatoes. Move. That's then, the move. It's good stuff. Ooh. It's good but stuff. But then don't you have to call it smashed? Well, if you're at a fucking Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> sure, yeah. I guess that's fine. It's, it's a rustic recipe. <laughs> that's The Fan from 1996, directed by Tony Scott. If you want more WHM, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at HeadGum. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast and right into that mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Am I fucking crazy? Are there whispers throughout this movie? I was pretty sure there were. Uh, so, what's your take on it? Are we playing the Bell House? That's I think right. So. We are doing that. Uh, just a few short days from now, uh, the Bell House NY.com for those tickets. Hear us talk about uh, Blade Trinity. It's going to be recorded, but. I don't know if we're going to release it, so let's know. see what happens. Yeah, that's November 18th. That is right. Saturday this Saturday, night, 7, 7 o'clock, doors. Part of go. the Brooklyn Podcast Festival with a lot of cool people there as well. Yeah. There you go. Tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, TheBellHouseNY.com for those tickets. Next week, Snipesgiving rolls on. We are oh, going down to D.C. with yeah, our good baby. buddy, Dennis Miller. It's Murder at 1600. Can't wait. Oh, oh Chris... Chris Whisper. Did everybody hear Chris Whisper right there? I didn't hear anything. (laughs) No, there's literally nothing happening. There's no, no one's talking. So until next week with A Murder at 1600, I'm Andrew Jupin. Dan Zeta, Chris Cabin, Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.